0: This is the Epilogue Audio
1: Experience. Brown man with a white mae making English movies in India. Jonathan Prince Augustine. I'll say it one more time if you want. You know.
2: <laughs> and all that jazz. Welcome to the artists. As Godard said, you don't make a movie; the movie makes you. In our movie-making profession, the workings of Murphy's Law is always at its best. In these candid conversations, we unravel those challenges that define the makers in the movie-making business. Hope these chats will inspire and elevate you to keep fighting for your dreams, but with a mode of reality check on it. I'm your host suchita and this podcast is brought to you by Metaphysical Lab. Enjoy the show. So guys, I happened to watch The Lift Boy on Netflix and it is such a nice, feel-good, heartwarming film. So go check out uh, The Lift Boy now on Netflix and tell us what you think about it. So today we're in conversation with the writer, director and producer of The Lift Boy, Jonathan Augustine. So when I saw the film, I was very keen to know what could perhaps be the distribution strategy of this film. And so I wrote to Jonathan and he was nice enough to uh, we take our time, uh, be part of this conversation, share his knowledge and experiences of specifically the distribution aspect of The Live Boy. So as independent filmmakers, distribution is the place that most of the filmmakers get stuck or are going to get stuck once the film gets made. So Jonathan, after his film got made, devoted uh, his complete time to just the distribution aspect of his film. Uh, so we also have a plug-in with the equipment partners of the Film Accord Equipments. Uh, if you're in Mumbai, I'm sure uh, you know about them. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to our podcast, The Artist. And thank you for taking out time...
1: Thank you so much, Vichita. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you.
2: And you know what, Jonathan, the moment I saw your film and I sent you this message and I was like, what a nice and heartwarming film. And uh, I was wanting to know how did you make it and how did you recover your money? Because it looks like you've spent uh, your own money to make this film. So um, starting from the point that, you know, when you wrote the script, uh, yeah. How was it, that moment when you decided that this is going to be your first film and this is how I'm going to make this?
1: So it all started with an idea. You know, it all started with an encounter of mine with the Lift Boy on 4th March 2015.
2: Wow!
0: You know,
1: So a re- real-life encounter with the Lift Boy is what inspired this film. And this film is also inspired by life in Mumbai.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? yeah. And uh, it's also like, it's, 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 uh, it's a homage to all the vagabonds in the world. You know, I must have been a vagabond and a wanderer yes you know and uh, the whole film is the metaphor is a metaphor for, for life you know it's like life is like a lift sometimes it takes you up and sometimes it takes you down hmm. depending on the buttons you press aka choices you make so push the right buttons You know, that's yes. the whole uh, message of the film it's a very sweet happy feel good film yes. you know, There's there's no, nothing heavy on the film it's not preachy
2: so so at what point did you sort of decide that you know i need to produce this film uh, did you think of going to a studio did you bounce it off them yeah.
1: So I'll tell you what I mm. wrote the, the whole writing and the development year to polish and get the script decent you know to a decent pitchable stage mm. right it was nice yes. so the, the pitching started I think in 8 months but the proper aggressive pitching started after a year, year so in 2016 is when the pitching started mm-hmm. uh the feedback was get a star you know unknown yes. director mm. so that that's that's cash 22 yes. then I finally got a studio on board but the film got you know it kind of got sidelined in that studio because they were doing a big film and you know they were like okay once this big film releases then we finance your film so I, I wasted some time there hmm. and in in Jan 2017 I decided I'm going to produce this myself you know mm-hmm. You know this. This is not going to work out. I think if this, if lift point needs to, if the lift point needs to get made, the way it is written and the way I've envisioned it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it has to be true to the ethos of the idea of the story and the the need to tell the story, then I have to produce this myself. Mm-hmm. So in 2017 is when I opened my Caroline Pictures, you know, mm-hmm. the home production, home production, yes. and we, we yeah we we produced the film. So my company produced the film and. Uh, yeah, I put my own money into it and we went ahead and made the film. So that's mm-hmm. the only reason the film got made and, you know, and, and it, it is what it is.
2: Mm, sure. So so when you decided to put in your own money, of course, that's a huge chance and uh, I don't know if I'm at liberty to asking you any kind of tentative yeah. figures that you would like to quote uh, so that you know filmmakers who are listening to the podcast would be aware that this is the figure under which you should keep your production costs to keep themselves safe.
1: I can't give you a number because mm. you know, it's, it's, sure, but the, know we spend a lot of money making the film. We spend yes. a lot of money making the film, yeah. uh, and I wrote off the money. So when I put my, I really worked hard to make this money. I borrowed money at eighteen percent interest. Yeah. I maxed out credit card to you know fund the movie. Yes, uh, but we made the film. I maxed out credit cards at the ending, you know, because when you mm. finally your DCP and your you know yes. your uh, the, 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 uh, the a bit of marketing costs and you know I, I use my credit cards for that. But at the start, it was all liquid cash we put in from my own pocket at the start, and yeah, yeah. Uh, to complete the film. So uh, there's no ideal budget. I would say when you when you're making a film, I mean it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a work of art, right? So yes. you have to kind of be frugal and be realistic. But at the same time, it needs money. So you know, give it money uh, and write it off. Make it with no expectations. But at the same time, keep tabs on your expenses, right? Don't go overboard. Like, if you can make something cheap, then do it, you know? Like, mm. if you can make a film like the Duplass Brothers did, Tangerine. Yes. You know? Uh, Sean. That film was made, for, yeah, it yeah. Was made by Sean Parker, yeah. if I'm not wrong. Sean okay. Baker. Yeah, Sean Baker. Yeah. yeah. Sean Baker. And uh, it was produced by Duplass Brothers. I think that film was made for $1,000, right? And if you can do that, why not? Do it. Mm. Right? But mm. I, I couldn't do that. My film needed a certain scale. We needed a whole building in Bandra. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the buildings are 110 crore building which mm. we took on rent for almost 30 days for a month. Mm. My God. So, you can imagine the scale at which we made this film, you know, we shot at mm. San Xavier's College, you know, and producers like Rohit Shetty and Love Ranjan, they pay 5 lakhs for a location, the same exact same locations that we use. They pay 5 to 6 lakhs a day. So, you're dealing with that, you're dealing with that, you know, and, mm. and, and, and you, you still, at the same time, you want the same scale and style and aesthetic. You don't want to shoot in a in a building that you're not happy with, right? Yes. So, Whatever money was spent on the lift boy is totally justified, you know. And I had to write it off. I mean, at the start, I had, I, 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 I went, we went in with the intention that we are writing it off, and we're not going to worry. We're just going to make the film and once the film was made then i went aggressive on the sales and the syndication of it
2: hmm. so 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 once you finished the shoot of your film which was for 30 days yeah. Um, yeah. where all did you sort of choose to you know balance the budgets like for example i saw in the film that you tied up with accord and uh, how was that partnership uh, in any ways helpful
1: so, accord, yeah, accord. Uh, since we were shooting for so many days, we requested accord to you know give us a small concession in the normal rentals. Hmm. And camera companies are normally very happy to do that. So, but what camera? You, you, what camera you used? So, we used the Sony FS7. with okay. cine prime lenses. Yes. So, it's a very good camera. you know, It's yeah. very good to shoot a feature film. Yes. And the lenses were cine prime lenses. You know, so yeah. the cine prime lenses really add that you know gloss to it. Yes. So, the, the, the partnership with Accord is very straightforward, you know, they came on, you know, we, we had them as a partner and I promised the uh, Accord a founder, the owner that, you know, uh, we'll make sure that we make the, the discount that you've given us in the rental, I'll make sure I make it up to you in terms of mileage, in terms of, you know, brand equity, which is, we put their logo at the start of the film, the logo has been showcased to about... 183 million subscribers worldwide
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: world's biggest streaming platform mm-hmm. in 190 countries, right? Everyone's, you know, so, so that, that that's a good thing. The film was trending, so it's good for them. We released the film in India, UAE, Taiwan, so plus it's syndicated on airlines as well, plus it's on Channel 4 UK as well. Yes. It, it's nice, but that's what, you know, it's important that you do these kind of partnerships so to kind of optimize your cost and you know, keep your, uh, re- really like, you know, milk your budget like really leverage your budget well yes so that's one partnership we had done we'd also partnered with Carter's blue for our food
0: mm-hmm. because
1: at the start i tried to get mcdonald's and kfc or you know as, as a food partner so mm. basically they you put their logo you feature them in the film they pay you a bit of money, and that's how it is. Hmm. But uh, with this, we went different. You know, We went for a new brand, someone that, some, a brand that is new, uh, and, uh, and a promoter. We, we connected directly with the promoter, hmm. Mr. Mehboob Khan, the founder of Carter's Blue. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, yeah, we connected with him, and we, you know, we pitched our vision to him, and he bought into it. And he, you know, he came on board as a brand partner as well. Hmm. So we have two brand partners on this film. One is uh, Accord's our equipment partner, and our brand partner, which is food partner, is Carter's Blue. So, it's, it's, that's how we do it. You really kind of, you know, you like, we did spend a lot of money making the film, but we also cut cost in terms of, you know, we got discounts or we got barter or we got yes. some cash, mm. brand partners. Yeah. That's how we do it, really.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I, I also sort of uh, have, since we are in touch with Accord as well, I was thinking I'll, uh, you know, plug in a bite of theirs and, uh, in this in this place and see what they have to say about their partnership with the film.
3: Hi, suchita This is Tejas from Accord Web. It was a pleasure to deal with Jonathan for two reasons. He came in very clearly with his requirement and B he fulfilled the commitments he gave us. Over the last few years we have supported and co-produced quite a few indie films. The Headhunter which won the national award in 2016 was co-produced by us. Last year we co-produced Rammat Gammat with Drishyam and Pal Singh. This movie has gone across the globe, won prestigious awards in India and abroad. The reason we support Indie Films is Accord Equips is an equipment rental company and equipment form a sizable component and cost of Indie Films. The other thing is the importance of Indie Films is not often given due credit. Today if commercial cinema is getting new talent technicians and concepts. I think indie cinema and indie filmmakers should be given credit for that. As regards reaching out to Accord Equips for support is not very difficult. We have a website, we have an email id, people can reach out to us and we will take it from there. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, so tell me, um, Jonathan, after you finished your shooting of the film for 30 days uh, and you were happy with your footage, you went into post-production and post-production itself requires a certain amount of money in terms of its edit, in terms of, you know, getting your sounds, yeah. your mixing, your DCPs. Did you have enough money? You already pre-planned for it or you thought that, okay, shoot us yeah. it?
1: No 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 it was all planned for it was mm. all the money there you know the money mm. was so uh, i come from like you know i i you know I've, I've run businesses before
0: mm.
1: and uh, been fairly decent at it you know and i've managed to keep things afloat sure. always mm. so uh, this was everything was well planned it was planned it was there and then you work you know you, you set deadlines and you keep you allocate budgets for everything and you make sure that you don't go over it mm. uh, but the film did go over budget during production but yes. later on we kind of you know we made up for it like you know what money we spent, we kind of you know amortize it. So that's when uh, you you factor all these. You know th- that's when you go and you do partnerships. You know you, you request for discounts from your partners, and they help you out that way, right? And yes, that's, that's how you do it really. So you be frugal at the same time. You uh, you factor every cost, and the best thing is to always factor the very beginning. So if you don't have the money, don't just jump into it. Yes. A lot of filmmakers make the mistake of like you know they go ahead, they make the film, they shoot the film, hmm. and then they get stuck. Uh, always have someone on loop like even if I if I was making the film and I didn't have money for post hmm. what I would do is I would go shoot the film but at the same time I would keep an investor ready to invest the I, would, I would say sir this first cut hai. so I uh, Pre plan that, right? I would, I would, mm. I would like keep an investor that, that's what I would do. So, even if I didn't have money for post, mm. I would kind of keep someone on loop and then I would show them the first cut of it or line up of it and say, This is we completed the film and then show them a way forward. So, treat your film like an entity, treat your film like a business. Imagine your film's a company and you're the CEO of it, right? And you have to mm. ensure that the company does well and stays afloat
0: yes. and it
1: makes a profit. So, that's how you go to function. So, it is serious work, you know, it is art, but you know, there is a commerce to it as well. So, you've got to be professional, you got to be serious, you've got to be polite courteous you've got to you know be nice to people around you be and don't be afraid to ask for help right like if you pick up the phone and ask someone for something the worst they will say is no yes right True. and 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 collab and speak to speak to your team members speak to your vendors you know just tell them like even for locations like you, you know i know the producers will pay five lakhs for a location but you, you won't be able to pay five lakhs You'll be able to pay two lakhs or one yes. lakh, yeah right or, or two and a half lakhs so figure out what you can do and then and, and work around that really
2: absolutely so don't be afraid to ask for help that's a great yeah, point because
1: don't go by the rate card i mean if you go by the rate card nothing's gonna fucking happen it's just gonna be like at it you know like if, I, if you go to a big location and the guy's like i need five lakhs a day
0: yeah. you got to make
1: him understand i'm booking the place for 20 days or 30 days i can't pay you five lakhs a day but what i can do is pay you so much a day right and make him understand the magnitude of your production you're not a shetty. you're someone else yes you know, you're, a, you're a startup company so uh, i think connect with them on a personal level and just be candid with them Hmm. and otherwise you'll just be stuck you know you'll just be like oh it's not happening i don't have the money because trust me you'll never have the money the money's yes. never <laughs> the money's never enough i mean if you ask me what well, was the money enough or, yeah had money but it wasn't enough i wish we had spent more money somewhere and you know i've I, a lot of things you wish you could have done better hmm. but the money's never enough so you'll never be happy even if you go to scorsese or tarantino they'll also complain about not having the money they want yeah. no one gets the money they want i don't think any filmmaker in the world gets the money he or she wants
2: yes totally uh, jonathan so tell me when you were writing the script and when you were working yeah. and shooting did you think that this is where uh, the market of my film lies uh, you know i'm going to first generally what people think is when they get into independent filmmaking the thing i'm going to first take it to the festivals then i'm going to take it to a video vod platform then i'm going to take it to a you know blah 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 so anything was planned or pre-planned
1: I had no intention of taking it to festivals. So, what we did about six festivals, whatever festivals happened, happened organically. It was by Hmm. invite Hmm. only. You know, Hmm. that's how it happened. Hmm. And uh, because the film is not a festival film. Yes. Right? Festivals in the film tend to be a bit. Edgy and you know, different. This is not a festival, it's a nice feel good. Mm. Plan was to release this Christmas 2018, mm-hmm. but it did not work out because Zero was there and I wasn't getting space. You mm. know, the, the theaters were not. Giving you so, space. so,
2: you always planned to release the film, was it in your mind?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I started the film, and I wrote that first word, the lift boy. I'm like, I'm going to release this film in theaters because I knew the film's a universal film.
0: Mm it's a clean
1: film it's a UA film it's a U film you know hmm. so it, it, it belongs in theatres that's lovely
2: uh, that's lovely Jonathan because if, you know uh, thinking that you know I'm gonna release this film directly in theatre without having a big star that's that's huge yeah
1: so we did a limited edition release so we okay. did about you know we did uh, in, we released in India on 18 and
0: 2019
1: mm-hmm. okay we did Mumbai Bangalore Pune and our shows went house full you know we did about I think totally about six six to 8,000 tickets Mm-hmm. over three days
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's remarkable you know oh, yeah, doing, it's remarkable. Doing that, you know without without any PR without any marketing you know whatever PR we got was organic we went on radio we went on some radio shows I reached out to the people I know because I've been working for quite a while so I've reached out to the people I know and you of goodwill we got some organic PR which is they did some interviews a lot luckily a lot of critics some critics like the film like the week spoke mm. well about the film so that yes. gave us traction yeah. Bhavna Ji Bhavna Ji yes. liked the film Bhavna yeah. Samaya yeah. She, she was very vocal about it yeah. and hats off to her you know then Sinestan Sinestan was a portal I don't know if they're still there but they they saw the film I think at Jaldren Film Festival and uh, the journalist there Blessy Chettyar, she was a very vocal about the film and she liked it mm. uh, well ra- 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 yeah Rachna Tiagi from the week she was also very vocal about it hmm. Rishike from 94.3 radio 1 he liked it he was vocal about it mm-hmm. his brother Sidke saw the film and he was vocal about it so domino you know, your vibe attracts your tribe so if, if people like your film they'll come to you the people like you they'll come to you so just i think be be sincere to the cause you know do it with sincerity and then you eventually you'll find your audience you will people will come there's an audience for everything, right? Yes. You look at products in the market. You have cars. You have a Mercedes. You have a Maruti. You have a Nano. Each thing sells. Each mm-hmm. product sells. True. The cost will differ. The volume will differ. Mm. True. Right? So then, uh, Nasreen Muni Kabir from Channel Four. She mm. watched the film, mm. you know, and she liked it, and she acquired it for Channel Four. Yes. So, so that's validation, right? So we did India in Jan 2018, uh, Jan 2019. We went theaters for three three days. Limited mm-hmm. edition release.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: gave the film validation. Then Book A Smile, Book My Show Social Venture had committed had committed 10,000 tickets for underprivileged kids across India.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: screened the film for them on 9th Feb 2019. That's exactly a year ago. Mm. Uh, they screened the film to about 4,500 of underprivileged kids across India. I and mean, that was big, you know, because that's a lot of kids watching the film. That's again your audience, right? Because mm. it's, it's, and they really enjoyed it. It's a nice, sweet, feel-good film. The kids were enjoying the film. They were cheering. We had an amazing QA. My actors were there, and they, 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 my actors felt like movie stars that day. Mm-hmm. Because yes, it was amazing. You know, kids holding them and taking pictures with them and cheering for them. True. After all this, we released in UAE on 18th April 2019.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so uh, we released in UAE and uh, we in theatres for two weeks. That you know, that worked out well for us. We opened with Kalang simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the film f- film was good. It, the response in UAE was very good.
0: Mm-hmm. After
1: UAE. On 2nd August 2019, we released Taiwan, and we mm. went theatres for three weeks in Taiwan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Uh, then, yeah, and then we, you know, we syndicated the film to airlines. We sold to television. Uh, then we were scheduled to release uh, June 2020 in South Africa, North America, France, also Singapore. Mm.
0: You know, and
1: pandemic comes in so then again you have to be flexible and you have to be agile and you have to react quickly and you say okay you know the pandemic's in i don't see theaters opening for the next six months or 12 months yes uh and that's when you go and you you know you find a platform to you know you pitch it to platforms and you kind of get your film out there
2: sure sure so tell me jonathan in this whole journey of you know once the film got released in limited theaters in india starting from there Yeah. How did you manage to release an independent film in a theatre? Was it on a commission basis? Was it a tie up with someone? Because it's difficult.
1: So, yeah, we partnered with uh, PVR. Mm-hmm. Uh, PVR, so PVR. PVR and Book Rare. My Show. Uh, no, PVR, just PVR, not PVR, Rare, just okay. PVR. Okay. So, PVR uh, and Book My Show have a company called Wakao. Yes. So, Wakao was our distribution partner, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And Vaibhav Lal from Wakao, very dear friend and well-wisher, you know, yes. and, you know our relationship with Wakao was very good. Yes. So we collaborated with Wakao and Wakao, uh, through Wakao, again, I, I personally been you know, was score calling, we went to PVR, got to know them. Uh, and when the film, see, when your tickets sale, right, when, when, you're, when, you're, when your ticket sales start, when yeah. your tickets start selling, Yeah, the exhibitors like you, right, and then they have respect for you, then you build credibility there. So it's mm-hmm. important that, no, you see, I'll, I'll tell you what, a lot of filmmakers make this mistake of saying that I need film so theatre or, or, or no, so theater mein yeah. I was like, I need 10 theatres, but mm. I want my theatres to go full, okay, because, again, that comes from my, you know, I've been an entrepreneur uh, all my life and, mm. uh, that comes from that. I'm very realistic and practical. You know, I rather have my inventory in limited shelves. I hmm, think of lovely. it as a supermarket, right? Imagine hmm. you're selling a product. Hmm. Okay, you have your product all over India, and no one buys it. That's a fucking loss. You're yes. losing money there. Yes. But you have your product in five supermarkets or ten supermarkets, right? And hmm. they're going. The shelves are getting cleared out. It's house full. or It's getting sold out. It's 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 a win-win, right? People. Hmm. Then that's when you. That's how we did it, really. You know, and and so you got to be practical as well because. Your audience is going to, is limited. That's the reality of it. You know, like uh, the for a film like the Lift Boy in in theaters, the max audience we could get uh, with a bit of PNA would be one with one lakh people. One lakh people would watch the film in theaters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if we did a basic PNA, okay, and we did a slightly wider release, it would be one lakh people. Mm-hmm. I might as well have a fewer audience. So maybe I will not be able to touch that one lakh people. I'll go for a smaller audience. Maybe I'll go to ten thousand people. Hmm. Uh or 12,000 people or 15,000 people in hmm. India, or 20,000 people
0: hmm.
1: but I, I'll make sure that all these 20,000 people come to the theatres and watch it so I'll have a limited release and I'll get my shows house full that mm. should be your
0: model mm. that's, that's lovely you know, thinking
1: of doing a, a grand release big scale because you'll end up burning your fingers you end up losing your money you also lose money for everyone else mm. and you lose your credibility in the market once you lose your credibility no one to talk to you like when you make an next film no one's going to
2: pick up your call mm. true so so Jonathan limited release in the theaters yeah. even for this limited release your film uh, you know at, at that point and uh, did not have people already knew that it does not have a known star how did you guys yeah. manage to do uh, the kind of pr needed to create an awareness about the film uh, what kind of tie-ups did you do for that
1: so there were no tie-ups per se but what we did was i we did a few billboards i okay. picked out a few billboards in bombay that was one hmm. we uh, you know we went to radio stations anyone who was willing to have us on their show we went to their shows lovely uh, was it then, like self
2: or was there a pr team involved in it
1: so we had ad factors helping us out. Sure. That was only for our press. You know, the radio and all was done by... So I have friends who work at, at radio companies. Mm, you know, so I usually call yeah. them up yes. and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and uh, they help me out, really. So yes. it was a lot of goodwill as well. Yes. So I think that's your network. You know, go wire mm. wire people. Like sometimes you don't know people directly, but if you pick up the phone and you call someone up and say, hey, I've done this film and this is what it is, people are happy to help you out if they can. then yes. you've got to be realistic, right? If I'm asking you for a leg and an arm, it's, it's unrealistic, but if I'm yeah. asking you for say, hey Suchita, do you have a camera, if you have a camera, say you have a 5D Mark III, yes. and I call you up and say, hey Suchita, can I borrow your camera for a day, please, and you know, I'll, so that's realistic, and then if you want, you can say yes, if you if you, if you want, you can say no, that's totally mm. up to you, but it's that, I have to be realistic in asking you, the ask has to be realistic, so again, when you're reaching out to people, be realistic in your ask, don't ask for unrealistic things, you know, and uh, uh, been, yeah, and and, and uh, in, in terms of PR, we didn't really have much PR. Like, yes, we did a critic screening, which is like a normal, which most films do. Yeah, is you basically call a lot of you 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 hire a PR company or a PR agent, and you uh, uh, invite critics to come there. You can either do it yourself, but it's good to have a PR company do it for you. Mm-hmm. Ad Factors was the PR company we had appointed, and. Uh, mm-hmm. They helped us, you know, get uh, critics into watch the film. And once critics come and watch your film, yeah, be prepared for it's a double-edged sword. If they like yeah. it, they'll talk good about it. If they don't like it, they'll diss it. Yes. So uh, just be prepared for that because I did get a little bit of slack as well. Yes. You know, and uh, you know, and we. But it's fine. I mean, I don't take that personally. The critics, mm. critics doing their job, and you're doing your job. You know, be be uh, appreciate the bad feedback, and you know, just say, okay, I'll make a better film next time. Yes. The good feedback, build on it. That's all you can do.
2: True, totally. So tell me, Jonathan, after the India release, which was for how many days in India, Jonathan?
1: It was three days. It was three, three d- days limited edition release, yeah.
2: yeah. And, and then after that, uh, you guys uh, sort of release. So Sujatha,
1: and... can I interrupt? Interrupt quickly. You know, if you note one thing, I said three day limited edition release. If you look at our artwork and marketing, yeah, we marketed the film as a three day limited edition release. Okay. okay, so what hmm. happened was people had that urgency under And if you look at my trailer and you look at my posters hmm. uh, during the release, it was only in theaters. People Lovely. had this urgency People asked me what platform I'm like, fuck no, it's not coming on any fucking platform. It's only in theaters. you want to watch it, go to a theater and watch it. Yeah, that, yes. that, that, that was our reaction. So, be, uh, our audience went to theaters for that because they realized, that, yes, this movie will not be available anywhere else. So create that sense of urgency,
2: you know. So yes, it's a great strategy, Jonathan, uh, to get this limited three-day release kind of a thing. And I hope other filmmakers who are, you know, in the same boat can learn from this you know, and build their strategies around this. Definitely. So- Jonathan tell me so then getting into Taiwan and getting into UAE was there any kind of international tie-ups that you guys did how did you go about did you do some cold calling so people can come on board or was it via somebody in India
1: so it's cold calling so in Mm. UAE we had a distributor there Mm. and literally picking up the phone cold calling sending him him a pitch deck send him a short send him or her short email you know where you basically send your trailer and just pitch your film very well and make sure you remember your film is a product right it has to sell eventually tickets have to sell otherwise no one's going to help you
2: yes
0: True. so that's the
1: reality of it so that's how we pitched it in UA we had a local distributor and we distributed the film through them
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in Taiwan we had Cineplex uh so in UAE, the company was Carnival Entertainment. It, they have an office, they have a base in India. They also have an office in UAE as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they did a fabulous job in distributing the film and we were partnered with Novo Cinemas there.
0: Mm-hmm. Novo
1: Cinemas is like the, uh, the INOX of UAE,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a nice theater chain and we booked the best theaters and the response was very good. Mm-hmm. In Taiwan, we had Taiwan's oldest distribution company, Cineplex.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: which, like, it's, all, it's, it's an amazing company and... Uh, So we sold the film to them and they distributed the film there and it's a 64-year-old company. It's been in business for 64 years. So they know their journey very well, you know, and they gave us a very good release and we went theatres for three weeks in Taiwan.
2: Did you you travel yourself there to check the audience?
1: Taiwan I was supposed to travel but I couldn't travel because something came up you know there was a gig that uh, I had to do and I couldn't have to cancel my trip last minute
2: and what about UAE UAE
1: we had travelled there so me my actors we had a a premiere in UAE we had Mm -hmm. a UAE premiere Mm -hmm. so me the lead actor Mohan Khan and Naila Mosul we went there and the the, the warmth and reception was amazing
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: the was really good. UA release was fun. I mean, Taiwan was really good. I wish I could travel to Taiwan, but hmm. I, I, I couldn't go because something came up urgently, which I had to stay back in Mumbai for. Sure. So, yeah. so, so I how was happened? actually in Goa. Mm. I was in Goa at that point. Yeah, there was a, a meeting came up. I had to go to Goa. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, okay. So, yeah, I was in Goa at that point when the Taiwan release happened. And then my distributor messaged me saying, hey, the film's doing really well.
0: No, And it was nice.
1: Uh, I was in a different. I was. See, I like that. In fact, you know, I prefer that because. Mm. Uh, there's no worries, you know, if I, if you have professionals doing a, you know, doing their job and they're doing a fabulous job and the film's getting uh, appreciated, then you're like happy, you're not even bothered, you're just sitting and doing your job. Like I was in Goa, I finished my meetings in Goa, I got the message, I went out for a nice meal and I had a nice bottle of wine. Hmm. I did that. So hmm. that was my separation. You know. <laughs> but I didn't really do an audience check or anything, no.
2: Awesome, awesome. Uh, tell me about it coming on Netflix. Uh, how did that happen?
1: So yeah, with Netflix, uh, you know, we are scheduled to release in 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 in, in uh, North America, South Africa, France, and uh, Singapore, June twenty twenty, right? But yes. uh, the pandemic comes in, so we can't release in theaters. So we kind of. We said, okay, let's go direct to digital now. Let's, hmm. you know, because if you look at the film strategy that we have used for this film, it's a it's a scattered release in countries. Yes, yeah. So, and if you look at the history of cinema, okay, if you go hmm. back to the history of film distribution, hmm. uh, movies would come in the 60s and 70s, in the 80s, or even the 90s for that matter. But the 70s and 80s were more prominent. Hmm. Movies would come on satellite only two years later so first the movie would release in bombay then it would you know even within our country it would not be it, 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 would, not, it would not be simultaneous release it will first release in, in in bombay delhi the key cities yeah then it would go release in the tier 2 tier 3 cities okay yes. and the, this concept of releasing the film same day across the country is very very new it's, it's like been there for the past 10 years or 8 years hmm. uh then uh, international releases would happen hmm Months later. So like in the seventies and eighties, sometimes your North American release will happen like maybe a year later or two years later. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and and then it will spawn satellite. Now worldwide release happens simultaneously. Sometimes for some films, you know, the exception is key. Maybe a week, two weeks, a month difference is there. Yes. But the we went back to the, we went back to the basics of it. We're like, okay, this is a film, we want to curate it and release it. You know, and but while, while we were at it, we got invited to some festivals. So we went to like we went to Dallas South Asian Film Festival. We went to River to River Florence Indian Film Festival. We went to Jagran Film Festival. We went to uh, London Indian Film Festival. We had four shows there.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: very well, you know, uh, received. Then uh, we went to the Singapore South Asian Film Festival. But this is all curated. Like this is all they, they called us and they invited us. That's why we went there. Mm-hmm. So all this happened on the way. If you look at our release, it was very curated, and you know, we we didn't get we didn't panic on a lot, lot of filmmakers make films and they just want to offload it, right? Yes. Actually, the, the the journey of your film begins when complete. Right, yes. when your entire film is complete, the yes. baby is just born, and that's when yeah. it's life, right? Yeah, and uh, and the the actual clock starts ticking when you release. You have your first release yeah. in country of origin. Yes. So from that's when the clock starts ticking. So we didn't panic. We just, you know, we, we 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 stayed the course, and we kept our eyes on the ball. And the Netflix thing happened in April, April 2020, when this pandemic was on, and mm-hmm. you know. Was peaking, we realized platform release would be great,
0: Hmm.
1: and that's when we kind of, you know, we 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 pitched Netflix, and yeah, the film got acquired, and it's worldwide in 190 countries it's available to 183 million subscribers so it's really really nice it's a, it's a great platform great audience
2: so a lot of filmmakers face this issue and they you know keep asking me in terms of pitching it to netflix would you have any suggestions to them saying that yeah. do they pitch it to netflix do they pitch it to amazon do they pitch it to movie you know what should be their strategy for it and do they directly approach so, it or do they go via an agent
1: yeah, so what I was saying is a lot of filmmakers don't know the code of conduct for pitching, yes. right? There's a certain code of conduct that needs to be maintained and, and always respected.
2: Hmm.
0: So,
1: like, we pitched a film directly to Netflix, so we did that, but that's because I've been doing this for quite a while. Hmm. I mean, I've been doing this for the past year, year and a half, so you kind of learn on the job, Yeah. right? And I've been working as i I've been pitching all my life. I've worked in advertising and I've, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've,
1: I've been running businesses, so the, the, the code of conduct of, of pitching is, has always been there. So it's just that The product is different. But if you're a filmmaker, I would recommend you get an agent on board, get a sales agent on board, or uh, approach an aggregator. So if you're an Indian filmmaker based in India, there's a company called Vista Digital. That's V-I-S-T-A, Vista Digital India. And uh, amazing guys, the most nicest people I've interacted with, and you know, very warm and very transparent. Hmm. I approach them and tell them that if I've made a film, I want a digital release for this, can you please help me out? Hmm. And they'll draft a strategy for you. They'll pitch it to all platforms. they pitch it to Netflix, they'll pitch it to Amazon, they'll pitch it to any platform that's buying, they'll pitch it to and they'll try and get you the best possible deal. And then it's up to you to decide which deal you want to take. Lovely. So
2: Yeah. Okay. So so they should, it's better for an independent filmmaker to go through an aggregator or an agent, whoever involved in between, who understands the market better. than. yeah. yeah. That better than yeah. they do. So, Jonathan, what now? What are you? The film is released. It's got raving reviews. People are loving it on Netflix. Now, what do you I, plan to do now? When we are stuck at our homes and we don't know how so long yes. it's going to continue.
1: So, right now, I'm writing quite a bit. My next film is ready. The script is ready, and you know that that was supposed to go into pre-production. So, that's exciting. Mm. It's an adventure horror film. So that's are you very, going very to exciting. get a studio now? Uh, it depends. Depends, you know, yeah. because it just depends. If, it, yeah. know, if I'm able to get someone to buy into my vision, then yes. If not, then we can do it ourselves.
0: Yes, uh,
1: So, but the idea is to work, you know give the film the scale it needs. Mm. Uh, apart from that, uh, syndicating the boy mode, you know, getting it to more TV channels. Yes. Uh, that's one. Mm-hmm. Number two is uh, they are also working on a China release. So you know, China theaters are going to open very soon. Uh uh-huh. In fact, they've already opened if I'm not wrong. Yeah, so we're going to have a China theatrical release followed by a digital release in China. So China has their own platform, like like Netflix and Amazon, China has their own platforms. Yes. Uh, similar to Netflix and Amazon, like Alibaba and IQ. So yeah. we'll be having a, a digital release in China, that's one, and also a theatrical release. That's something that's keeping me busy.
2: Mm, lovely. So that's, that's what you... And how... Uh, any advice to filmmakers who are getting into the production now? Uh, a COVID advice, if I may call it.
1: Covid advice. Okay, uh, if you're getting into production now, <laughs> I would recommend not shooting you know, because you know you're, a, you're in a pandemic. So please don't shoot because you know the whole concept of social distancing goes for a toss when you're. On a film set, because you've mm. noticed that film sets mm. are like. So you see, you're a filmmaker yourself. You know how unhygienic sets are, right? There's so, so around. So what are you gonna do
2: now, then, Jonathan?
1: What do you I think? I think at home and write. And if you can shoot stuff in your home, if it's just just you and a camera, mm. just one man, or maybe hmm. your sister, or your brother, your siblings, mm. use use that. Yeah. Make make home content, make home videos. Uh, and if not, then take this time to like. If you're not if you're not keen on doing that, uh, totally fine. Then take this time to write stuff, polish your script, get your crew in place. Figure out if you can tighten your budget, tighten your script,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, plan to shoot six or eight months down the line, be prepared for that. So, you know, uh, I would say plan for the worst and be prepared for, for the worst as well, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. be open to the best, but also plan and prepare for the worst case scenario,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: And so it, it's very likely that you might end up shooting maybe a year later. Mm-hmm. Or six months. I don't see shooting starting in six months from now. You know, yes. that's the reality because the pandemic is just getting worse, and it's so contagious that you know, once once like one person gets on a set and the whole set is infected.
2: Absolutely, Right? So, yeah.
1: so just 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 do that, you know, and be just. I think prepare yourself. Use this time to upskill yourself. You know, just just make yourself mentally agile. Do a bit of meditation. Yeah. Reflect. Ask yourself why you're making this film. Do you really want to make this film? Are you prepared to, because again, your timelines have gone for a toss, right? Yes. If you plan to shoot now and then totally. release it,
0: yeah.
1: get the first cut ready in yeah. time for films or, you know, in time for release, it's by a year. So are you willing to commit more time of your life doing that? Ask yourself that. And the answer is yes, then go and do it and just be patient. And trust me, you'll make a better film after this. If you spend time introspecting, upskilling yourself, reflecting and asking yourself the right questions, your film will come out 10x better. Wow, and watch awesome. Movies. Watch movies, guys. There's so much content <laughs> out there. So let me give you some recommendations eh? for filmmakers you want to watch something motivate uh you know motivational uh, watch this film called walt before mickey it's the walt disney story before mickey mouse it's on netflix amazing film right then there's a series called uh self-made on netflix again amazing series mm-hmm. go on to amazon and watch mr selfridge i don't know if it's there on amazon india it's there on amazon uk mm-hmm. it's an itv show it's mm-hmm. on the story of selfridge very inspiring mm-hmm. uh, then, uh, you know, go on... T- there's film called Trumbo, T-R-U-M-B-O, Trumbo, uh, starring Brian Castin. That's a good film. It's on it's on a writer based in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Then uh, on Amazon, there's a show called The Last Tycoon. Again, it's about studio business back in the day. Amazing film. Uh, it's a series about filmmaking in the studio ecosystem. Awesome. It might inspire you a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, I watched this movie called The Banker on Apple. It's an Apple mm-hmm. movie. It's an mm-hmm. Apple or Again, a very good film. Just watch movies, you know. Just spend time watching movies. And if you haven't watched The Lift Boy already, please do go watch The Lift Boy. Yes. (laughs)
2: So guys, go watch The Lift Boy on Netflix and tell us what you thought about the film. You can also connect to the director of the film on the website, uh, theliftboy.com. We'll put that in the description. It also has a Facebook page. Uh, You can also find uh, him on Insta, which is Jonathan Augustin. And you can find him on Twitter as well at Chats. And of course, you can connect with us. Uh, you know where to find us on our WhatsApp number. You can leave a comment. You can subscribe on all the podcasting platforms that we are present on from Apple Podcast to Spotify to Google Podcast. Uh, there are 15 of them. It's all in the description. And in case you have any questions for us, you want to reach us, uh, you can share your questions uh, on the WhatsApp number as well. So guys, next week... Next week, we're going to have this very special guest. Uh, As I had mentioned in our earlier episodes, uh, we're trying to get uh, uh, some topics of discussions that of specific interest to me right now but if there's something that interests you you can definitely share that as well Uh, we have a scholar we have a scientist with us uh, next week who's been part of uh, the chopra foundation he has also uh, been invited by the government of india uh, by our prime minister mr modi to be part of the science innovation and research center Uh, in india and i'm so grateful that he took our time to share some very keen uh, topics of interest which is consciousness and creativity and how can that be used to enhance our perspective and our creativity i'm really looking forward to sharing that with all of you so thank you for listening and this is such i'll see you guys next week thanks